This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Let's go back in time to 1932 as Converse brings you historic footage of the legendary original Celtics with whom all great professional teams are compared. We have now taken over your radio. Richie Guerin is about to show you the most important step in getting past a man. It's the first one. An Oscar will inbound it. The men in green, the Milwaukee Bucks, that's Al Cinder against Bellamy. Anderson has Jordan. Allen shakes free. Gets two! Gilmore. to go in the first quarter for the Cow Palace. Here's Barry. Jordan. Open. Chicago with the lead. Hello and welcome to the Over and Back Classic NBA podcast. I am Jason Mann and with me as always is Rich Krejci. Rich, great to be back with you. Absolutely. We're in full-fledged playoff mode here. We are. And we finally got a... Uh, it was kind of worried some. I mean, we, we had sort of talked about, man, this has really not been a good playoff series or, uh, you know, good playoff season. But boy, did we get one and we had to amend a list almost immediately. So <laughs> we finished an episode, we posted it. And then a few days later, someone said, hey, by the way, you need to add this new game. And and we agree. So that's what this is going to be. Yeah, I mean, pretty much possibly the very likely the greatest first round game seven of all time. Uh, maybe the you know, probably on the short list of greatest of all time happened. Uh, a few days ago, the um, the Spurs and the Clippers uh, in uh, Game Seven, um, the 2015 first round, just you know, classic series all along. But it, this wasn't the only reason why we uh, wanted to do this because there's a few. In, in our last show, we did the um, we we picked our top seven uh, Game Sevens of the first and second rounds, and it turns out there were a couple that we uh, didn't mention that were important couple of them were copy and paste uh, errors on my part. One was a, uh, a scoring margin that was just a little bit high, so it was a little bit off my radar. But when we looked back, we decided, okay, yeah, this this still needs to go, even though it didn't quite fit the initial list. So we're right, and, and we asked for people to help us out too. And there were a few people that said, "Oh my God, you missed blank," and it's like, "Oh yeah, yeah. we did." <laughs> that's that's yeah. it, it's a matter of it. I mean, we try to pick as many as possible. We sort of had a, a, an approach that we used, and and something slipped through the cracks. Like one of the series we're going to talk about. Yeah, I mean, the scoring margin doesn't indicate that it was like an unbelievably great game but it absolutely was it just so happened that you know at the end uh, you know you know it's, it kind of had some distance so that's what this is for and and that's going to happen and, and we're glad that people gave us feedback and stuff that means they're actually listening so yeah, that's cool like, exactly we're not just talking to ourselves which i don't mind talking to you it's fine yeah, but you know it's good that other people listen nice too, so. you know <laughs> right I, I have no problem doing yeah. this you know once a week just right shooting the shit with you that, that's fine i'll do that's that cool. hey why don't we release these things Screw it. let's <laughs> just right. do our own thing yeah. <laughs> like hi how are yeah, you Jason? celebration of friendship How's the daughter? How's your daughter? Uh, she's good. Oh, she's great. She's 
right? She has. Well, what what were her thoughts on Spurs Clippers? Uh, she didn't have them. She she was uh, oh. she was at her grandma's uh, visiting. So I got I got a chance to be alone by myself oh, with that's my own thoughts, and yeah, just trying <laughs> to watch some basketball. No interruptions. It was. Uh, it was. I, I love my daughter very much, but it's you know nice to have a uh, nice to have basketball oh, yeah. to yourself. Yeah, when the dogs are away for the weekend or whatever, visiting and, and stuff. Yeah, I don't have. I, I live vicariously through dogs. It's it's the same thing where it's like, oh good, I can watch yes. wrestling and actually like focus this time without like every ten minutes being like, oh, all right, what, what are you doing? Like, come on, yeah. hey, come over here, shut up, stop. So it is very good. So yes. all right, so we'll have her watch it and have her come back next week for her thoughts. Okay, well, we will do that. I would I would love to hear what she thinks. Of, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I will have my girlfriend watch it and then your daughter and then they host the next show. All right, and they we'll, talk. We'll, we'll they break it down in, in in glaring detail. I'm, I'm so. sure that will work out very well. I think she. I, I think your daughter's probably gonna like it better than, or actually enjoy watching it more than my uh, girlfriend. Oh, but. she's not a basketball fan. I should say fiance. I'm kind of yeah. That's right. Fiance, yeah. But um, is it, she's not a basketball fan then. Oh God, she hates. Oh, it. Oh, yeah. okay. I didn't realize that. So that's rough. Well, to be fair, every time she watches it, and and this game <laughs> was interesting because we were watching this together. Every time she watched, for some reason, the game turns into overtime. Like if she's there, it's gonna be over because it's usually like, when is this game gonna be over? And I'm like, oh, it's like ten minutes or whatever. And and you know, I say that, and it's you know, two minutes left in the game or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, it's gonna be ten minutes. I'm being realistic. I'm not doing the old like, oh, it'll be over in two fifteen or whatever. Like that never happens. Sure, but sure. so so I did that, and and she, and you know, every time I do that, it goes to overtime. And then this particular time, it's it's like in this game, it's neck and neck, it's back and forth, it's tied with you know <laughs> however many seconds left. And she's just looking at me because we're supposed to go somewhere or do something. I'm like, no, I I <laughs> like we'll see, we'll see. And then Chris Paul hit the shot, and I was like, "Okay, good, yeah. good. I, I'm off the hook." So thank you, Chris Paul. Yes. But thank you for many things. But but uh, yes, thank you for not. The, the best was when we had plans. to go somewhere, uh, and there was that Bulls Brooklyn Nets like three overtime oh, yeah. game, and I'm like, "Okay, these never happen." I was like, "This thing is not going to double OT," and it goes double OT. And I'm like, "There's no way it's going to go to three overtimes, Michelle. That never happens." Whoops. So that that ruined her because that was pretty early in the relationship. Ah, I think yeah, that, was, uh, that makes that sense. was kind of like the oh, is this what basketball is? I'm like, no, I swear. Uh, just a second, Jack. Oh no, what problem. do you want? See, uh, my see, uninterrupted dog. He just wants to be petted. So <laughs> that's fine. Mine is is wrestling on my leg. Yes. So, so I, he misses Elisa very much, or he misses Elisa very much. So <laughs> she's been gone for almost a week. So oh wow, okay. Yeah. Well. You're an, you're an empty nester all the way. Yeah, then. I know. Yeah, I'm going to San Francisco with her, uh, you know, um, in a couple of days. But anyway, uh, so back to the show. <clears throat> Have you bought your Warriors playoff tickets yet? <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's going to I'm gonna be priced. <laughs> it's out, out of the budget. Yeah, I, oh, OK, I all right. Well, happen, so. Fair enough. <laughs> so our uh, our first oversight was is from 1974, the Chicago Bulls and the Detroit Pistons in the Western Conference playoffs. Um and uh, it was 96-94. They, uh, the Pistons were led by Bob Lanier, Dave Bing, and the immortal Stu Lance, um, who I'd never heard of before and didn't really necessarily have that much of a, a memorable career, but he was the uh, leading scorer for the Pistons in this game. Yeah. Um, That's the line a lot. 12, 12, 12 uh, free throw attempts. 11, made 11 of them. Yeah. So that'll, that'll do it. That'll get you some points. too. <laughs> and uh, the Bulls led by Chet Walker, uh, Bob Love, and uh, Clifford Ray. And um, there is no video of this game, and there's not really that much written about it that I could find. But there is a uh, there's a book called The Detroit Pistons, More Than Four Decades of Motor City Memories. And there's an excerpt from it that basically uh, Jerry Sloan was out for the game for a, a foot injury. And um, Chet Walker ended up hitting a, uh, a head fake 10 footer with three seconds left to pull the Bulls uh, up ahead 96-94. And then after timeout, Dave Bing's inbounds pass was tipped by Dennis Autry and then the uh, and leading to the Pistons to uh, lose a series. 
Okay, so this was like, I, I, we're going to, I think, get into this more in, in later shows. Kind of, we have a summer project uh, coming up. We're going to be talking mm-hmm. about uh, the top 50 players ever. And this, I think, this relates to that only in somewhat is that the, the Dave Bing, Bob Lemnier Pistons were, Pistons were rarely good. This is really the right, season right. where they, um, where they like kind of made the playoffs uh, during that basically that entire time. Um, they had one weird year where they won like 50 games and didn't make it, or 49 games maybe didn't make it. But for the most part, they were not a a good team. But they were this year, and of course, we've mentioned the 70s Bulls before as kind of one of those, yeah. uh, you know, um, uh, really good teams that you know just ran into you know Bucks and uh, Lakers and so forth in a tough tough Western Conference in the early 70s. Yeah, they're one that definitely fits into something that we, uh, yeah, again, uh, probably another summer project we might do is, you know, the the lost dynasties or the dynasties that never were or whatever. And there's certainly one that, that you know, I wouldn't put them in the same level as those 80 bucks that were right there. But, I mean, they they were, I mean, they the numerous conference semifinals, numerous, you know, conference finals, you know, one that we'll talk, uh, you know, about on a later show or, um, you know, just a really good team, a, a balanced team, too. That's, I think, the thing that always sort of strikes me about that. And, and and you see it in this box score, too. You have, you know, four guys in double figures, including Norm Van Leer and the guys that you mentioned. But, yeah, you get that a lot. It, it was with these teams that there wasn't really, you know, one of those big stars. It was, you know, it was Chet Walker putting in, you know, his amount, uh, you know, Bob Love putting in his amount. Uh, you know, later, you, you know, Jerry Sloan, obviously, he's missing from this game, but he's the one that, that, that comes up. But they're a really good, balanced team that just never, as you said, could quite kind of get over the hump. And, and the one year they were supposed to get over over the hump, and again, that'll be a game seven that we talk about in another uh, podcast. Uh, the year when they were the favorites, uh, they just they couldn't do it in the uh, the when it mattered, and and yeah, but we'll talk about that yeah. one. That's, that's still the sad old, about and that, that, was and that was the the, uh, the Rick War uh, the Rick Barry one as well. Yes. We we talked about that in our, our first uh, episode that we ever did about the Rick Barry Warriors. So yeah. good times, good memories for us. Not 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 just for basketball, but but memories of pe- podcasts in, in the past. Yeah, indeed. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> Uh, so our next game is the Houston Rockets against the Phoenix Suns in uh, 1995, um, 115 to uh, 114. Uh, Kevin Johnson, uh, 46 points, 10 assists, the game of his life. He's 21 of 21 on free throws, but he misses free throw number 22, and it comes <laughs> back to haunt them, unfortunately. Yeah, that that sucks. But uh, yeah, this is a this is a fun game, and there's there's some videos on uh, YouTube, and there's one I think that shows the entire fourth quarter of this, which I definitely recommend watching yeah. if if you can. And anytime you can get like full, no matter what the game is, if there's ever like ten straight minutes or twenty minutes of a game on YouTube, just watch it. I mean, come on, you you don't get that that often. Like NBA is 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 not as good about you know having an archive and and God, I mean, I who could blame them? They can't have every possible game ever up there. But you know that would be something that's so awesome just to watch older games, and I love doing that. And this one was was a lot of fun. Um, this famous for you, some people might know you know Mario Ellie kind of you know broke out in this game he he had the the famous kiss of death corner three he you know hits the corner three with a few seconds left on the clock uh you know kisses to the crowd and kind of kisses to his teammates or whatever and it's it's kind of an iconic moment as well uh I, I, there's a, a great quote in this uh, New York Times article uh of Hakeem Olajuwon said of Ellie post game I told him he's a wicked man so that was <laughs> that's yeah. Oh, Hakeem. I love it. So, I mean, yeah, there's just some incredible um, performances here. Um, uh, Barkley also, uh, he has uh, 18 and 23 rebounds. Um, uh, Hakeem has uh, 29 points. Uh, Drexler also has 29 points. Um, 
and uh you just just some really good of course this is the year uh the rockets they were the number six seed they are coming off the championship year and they kind of yep. slumped that year they have the midseason trade for clyde drexler and they are shorthanded they're underdogs in every series and they manage to uh you know, come through and, and eventually win the title. And I, I, I believe this is the sixth time they managed to not be eliminated in the playoffs in two years, which, you know, this is only the second round of 1995. So that's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They, they had a, they had a tough, uh, tough run for, for most of these. And another interesting thing about this game as well, um, this is from the same New York times article. And, and I think we've maybe made references to this as well, but this was essentially Everybody kind of assumed Charles Barkley's swan song, and and all the quotes are talking about you, you know he's done. Uh, you, you know here here's an excerpt, and this is actually the, the lead of, of the story is uh, his left knee creaks, his outside shot is flat, and his Phoenix Suns revolve around someone else. So Barkley announced late this afternoon that his retirement is imminent. He said all of this before annually, in fact, but today he went so far as to call a post game meeting to tell his teammates they can have his locker. I'm not saying this is 100 percent done, but I'll say more than likely I have played my last game. It's just time. It's just time. I can't see my skills getting better i can only see them getting worse he was right about the last part but uh yeah <laughs> it wasn't time yeah he was right about the skills getting worse not so much that it was time but pretty interesting that this was kind of the imminent uh and then he would say you know what i want to go to that team yeah <laughs> that team's kind of cool he did play one more year in phoenix and then yeah yes. and then he and then he went to uh then he went to houston of course and uh it didn't really work out uh they were all kind of too old by then for it to mm-hmm. uh for them to, uh, you know, make a good run. I mean, they had some deep playoff runs. But, yeah, this was, I guess, pretty much the end of, you know, a Phoenix's window as a uh, championship contender. They were 41-41 the next season. Uh, Paul Westfall um, uh, only coached uh, 33 games that year. Um, and you, you could kind of tell there, there's a quote in there about, like, Paul Westfall, like, having to tell – like he told Danny Ainge to tell Barkley that they were going to be running, you know, the offense through Kevin Johnson for mm-hmm. like the entire second half, or they were going to be like clearing out and letting him, letting him go one on one. So, um, so I that <laughs> speaks to that, that not a great relationship. Never a great yeah. relationship, exactly. You yeah. Know? Um, this was Danny Ainge's last year, I think, because he became the coach pretty pretty soon after that. Yes, um, yeah, I think it was the next year, right? Or it was kind of a Timmons, I think, the following year. He, I think, he was GM first, then he eventually became coach. Oh, for right, time. I forgot the the vaunted <laughs> GM Danny Ainge. Yeah, where so. pre like I mean, he, he eventually settled into a nice GM role, yeah. but it's 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 so weird. I mean, that's like yeah, that. It seems to happen a lot in basketball too. The the not anymore. They as go much, right. But the, they go right from playing right. to. Um, yeah, to, to be, whether yeah. it be coaching or, yeah. you, you know, and, and even like in baseball, there's a there's a quick turnaround. Like right now, the majors are, are filled with X player, you know, coaches or whatever sure. and managers. But it tends to sort of be like a one or two year thing. And maybe they have to, you know, kind of be a third base coach or be a bench coach or whatever. Whereas NBA, it's like, no, you're, you're good to go like right away. I mean, you're, there's some guys obviously like a Cassell, like, a, a you know, a Tyron Lue or whatever, who are sort of by during their time. But it is pretty interesting how sometimes and, and especially in past eras, it would be like. You're done. Okay. What, how about being the GM of the team? Okay. Like it's just, it's so weird. It's hard to think about, but uh, it's the good old days. Uh, and this game is, is is funny too. Ainge plays a big role in this. He um, 
Uh, 2.1 seconds left. He's uh, attempting to miss a free throw. Uh, but what, actually, it was, it was kind of an interesting strategy. I thought I want to mention this as well. Uh, as the Rockets were up by three, uh, they had a nice three-point lead. And what they kept doing, which is, is a great strategy that a lot of teams just don't employ all that much, and it seems to burn them a lot, is they were up by three. So what they did, they just didn't let the Suns take a shot. They just followed them immediately and said, hey, you know, take two. Yeah. If you want to miss one on purpose, miss one on purpose and try to do it that way. But we're going to give you two points all the time you want. But we're going to, you know. And, and it was a great strategy because, you know, Dan Marley comes up. He hits two. Again, and they're still down by one. Uh, you know, the, the the Rockets come back, they score again, or they you know they get some free throws, and then Danny Age comes up and he's down. You know, with with three points down, makes the first one, uh, attempts to miss the second, and in true form of of any time NBA players try to miss a free throw, he clangs it right off the backboard and it goes right in. Sure. So then they uh, they were able to steal the inbound attempt though. Danny Age grabs the inbound attempt and he he heaves like a thirty footer, and it would have been awesome if he met it, but it, it was nowhere close. But. Uh, it was a, it was really close, but yeah, I like that strategy, and 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 some teams do that a lot, and then others don't. Others kind of go with the risk of, eh, we'll see if they can make a three, and it almost seems more times than not that that happens, you know. Yeah. Famously, Ray Allen is engaged in a lot of those where they don't follow him, and then he makes a three, and then you know, the end. Yes. Uh, AC Green's prediction, uh, <laughs> premature, I would have to say. Uh, a little, yes. yes. Uh, after Game Four, he said uh, he guaranteed victory, and, and to be fair, they were up, you know, three one in the series. Sure. So I'll, I'll let him do that. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, not bad. I mean, he played the played the percentages there. I'll let him slide there. Yeah. But uh, his quote in this New York Times piece is great. Uh, he says, "After Game Seven, he said, uh, well, I have no words today. It didn't happen. I've never experienced it before, so now I have something else to describe in my next book. So <laughs> that's not the only thing the AC Green had ever experienced before. <laughs> Whoa, hey oh, <laughs> book topics." <laughs> That's good. That's really good. Yeah. I hope people give that enough credit. That was that was nice. Yeah, that was a nice segue there. Thanks. Um, <laughs> so uh, speaking of new experiences, we have the uh, we have the Dallas Sex? Mavericks beating the uh, oh, San Antonio okay. Spurs in uh, I gotcha. in a playoff series. The the Dirk Davinsky, uh Mavericks. Are you saying Dirk's Spurs. a virgin? I, I'm not. I'm not quite getting where you're going. No, here. I mean for the first time, Dirk is able to beat the Spurs. Ah, got yeah. it. Okay, all right. Yeah. Sorry, Sorry, had a little, it's all right. a little trouble. It's all right, Rich. You got to follow <laughs> it's me. It's hard to keep up. I know. It's just rapid, you know, rapid fire. <laughs> um, yeah, this was kind of one that I I missed the 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 re- I missed the Rockets uh, Suns one just because I forgot to put an asterisk next to it in my coding. But um, the yeah, the, the, this was the the I kind of forgotten about this series, and then the uh, mm-hmm. scoring margin it's one nineteen one eleven, but it's an overtime. But yeah, it really was. I mean, this is really. It doesn't reflect the yeah, game. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the great series of all time, and 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 really a you know a tremendous uh, game seven. I mean, five out of the seven games in the series were decided in the last minute, um, including this one, which went to overtime. Um, you know, uh, Dirk had, I believe, Dirk had thirty-seven points and fifteen rebounds. Uh, Duncan had uh, forty-one points and fifteen rebounds. So just you know, uh, incredible for performances by the stars and good supporting. Uh, Rolls as well. Jason Terry, 27 points. Uh, Parker at 24. Ginobili at 23. So um, the the guys you would expect all delivered, but delivered in a good way. In the fourth corner, uh, Jana Jop um, actually uh, played really good defense against uh, yeah. Tim Duncan, basically kind of keeping him from, uh, you know, making some close shots and really uh, preventing, um, you know, uh, preventing the Spurs from being able to come back and win the game. Yeah, he actually had a really good game, uh, Jop. And you see uh, one of the famous highlights, too, is him, you know, kind of tipping a rebound away from Duncan. Duncan keeps trying to get this rebound. And and, Jop, and it goes on for like 30 seconds, <laughs> tipping, not 30 seconds. But, you know, they, they, it's just like this tip above Duncan's head. And Duncan just keeps trying to get it, keeps trying to get it. And Jop just does not let it, you know, you know it just does not let it 
uh, go down, and it's a great. I mean, they one of the big things I think in the key of this game as well, and if, if you watch the highlights, is that Dallas is getting contributions from a lot of guys. Obviously, you know, led by Dirk, led by Jason Terry, as you mentioned. Uh, Josh Howard throws in 18 points. Jerry Stackhouse off the bench gets 13. Uh, Jop, as I mentioned, he had seven points and uh, four rebounds in just 10 minutes. So we had a really good uh, production. Whereas the Spurs, you know, you know, surprisingly enough, it was the big three. It was it was Duncan, you know, Parker, and Ginobili, and then nothing else. The bench. Uh, did little to nothing, like absolutely, oh, oh, I mean, as close to nothing as you can get. Robert Ory had two points off the bench, and that was it. That was their only bench contribution points-wise. So that's uh, very, very interesting there. And they and that was Pop just riding his five guys for you know almost 40 minutes for all those guys, whereas as Dallas was able to have a much deeper bench and, and, and get a lot of guys in there. And, and it showed. They were able to kind of have, you know, um, especially in overtime. You saw that where, where the Spurs really, really looked – like they were just blown out and, and just just tired that they just couldn't handle it anymore. Uh, whereas you know the Mavericks are fresh, so it's uh, uh, very interesting here. And this was uh, a big game for uh, for Dirk, a big game for the Dallas Mavericks franchise because it was it was beating the Spurs, it was getting the monkey off their back, and it was you know getting to the next round of the playoffs, which was a big thing. And 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 knowing that hey, we don't have to beat the Spurs to get to the NBA Finals, we have to beat you know the Suns or the Clippers. Uh, it ended up being the Suns, and, and they were able to do it. So it was a uh, it was a very interesting thing. But but Dirk really needed that especially because there was obviously questions about you know Dirk's you know you know now it seems kind of silly because we sort of know but in 2006 it wasn't there was a guy who didn't play defense didn't win big games his teams didn't win all that much where you know he was able to finally do this and 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 after the game uh in a quote you know Mark Cuban comes up and he says did you see that it just ran out of my door that monkey that's been on our back for so long it's gone right you know yeah I mean because you know the the Mavericks were a little bit of like a clown show before this I mean they were just you know they were they, there was the stereotypes of them just being, you know, all offense and all defense, which was yeah. somewhat true and somewhat not true. But, um, you know, they and, and Dirk was this, you know, um, guy who could who could shoot jumpers, but wasn't really willing to, you know, do the dirty work as much. Or that was at least the stereotype. And then, you know, oh, five, oh, six, they started, you know, um, they started changing their identity and Dirk got stronger and started really, you know, going the basket even more and just, you know, being able to um, do more and, you know, fulfilling his talent as he was, you know, in, in his prime years and just, you know, playing an amazing way. And it's just sort of, um, it's not like entirely the same, but it is not entirely different. I think from something like, you know, Wilt finally overcoming Russell in 1967 or even sure. Jordan, you know, finally overcoming the Pistons. I mean, that kind of mm-hmm. thing where, you know, these, you know, you, you, you finally, um, uh, are able to, you know, kind of overcome that obstacle and you you sort of get that, you know, credibility for lack of a better term um, after you do that. And uh, this, I guess, was the only the third time that two sixty win teams had met in a game seven in NBA history. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. And and, and I don't know if we mentioned it, uh, you know, when we were talking about it as well, but this was a huge. The Mavericks went out to a huge lead at the beginning of the game right. and, and the Spurs came back. So that makes the game even better. And that's yeah. another one that, you know, it's it sucks that we sort of missed it. But that's going to kind of happen is that, yeah, you have a game where the Mavericks pretty much have it in the hand. And it's like, cool, we're finally going to beat those Spurs and those those vaunted Spurs and the monkeys off our back. And then, uh oh, oh, crap. Like, imagine if they had lost that game of like just what would have happened, what would have been so different about the Mavericks franchise, what would have been different about Dirk. <laughs> All that sort of stuff. Obviously, they get to the finals, you know, in the series because of it. But yeah, I mean, you lose in the first round again, and you're up twenty, and you lose in the game seven. Right. I mean, man, that's that would be uh, that'd be something else, especially with Tim Duncan having as good of a game as he had. You know, it would sort of be that that okay, well, there's there's a real player, and then Dirk's just kind of this other guy. You know what I mean? That would sort of I, I feel be the narrative around it. But we didn't get that. Sure. So. Yeah, and this was also in San Antonio. I don't think we mentioned, which is yeah, obviously, right, right. Yeah, I mean, be pulling that off on the road against you know a team that had accomplished what San Antonio already had you know, three championships at that point. And, you know, they were 63 win team. So, um, so, you know, just great, just great stuff. Great, great series. Yeah, and, and one of the best, uh, 
you know, as, as far as total series, it's, you know, it's up there. I mean, with, you know, five games oh, that are you know, that close and, you know, the stakes that they, that, that were there, it's definitely, uh, and the stories too, and that and and that's one yeah. always the fun thing, and it's especially what we're going to talk about now. You know, the, to, you know this year's series or whatever, the stories that you can get in a game, and if you can do that and just weave stories into that, it's it makes it all that much better than just being a great game. And that and that, that, this was just a great game, but there was so many different storylines in here, and I think that segues perfectly into you know the Spurs Clippers from this year, which is just that when that game was over, man, I like I needed a cigarette. I don't smoke at all, but it was just like it felt. I don't know if you felt this way too. It felt like the. It felt like a really long game, but long in a good way. Yes. Like there felt like there were so many like roller coasters and there's so much ebb and flow. And like these people are, you know, you know the Spurs have the, the the run and now the Clippers have a run. Now the Spurs. And when it was over, I was like, man, that game was like five hours long. But it was and, and in a good way. Absolutely. It was like I didn't want it to end either. I wanted it to just go on forever because there was just so much in there that was that was just incredible. Your fiance wanted it to end, but you did not want it. Yeah, she was yeah. she was ready for it. And I was like, oh, yeah. you hit the shot. Damn it. All right, let's go. Let's yeah. Go. Um, <laughs> fine, let's go eat. <laughs> yeah, so the uh, the Clippers won this game, uh, 111 to 109, and um, I really, really gutsy performance by uh, Chris Paul, who of course had a hamstring injury but managed to have uh, tw- 27 points playing in 37 minutes. Um, Blake Griffin, uh, 24 points, uh, 13 rebounds, 10 assists. Um, Matt Barnes, um, contributing a lot as well uh and um jamal crawford uh deandre jordan actually deandre didn't play all that well but I, I guess he did a 14 rebounds but um you know they just managed even though there are very much not a deep team uh they managed to some and they were of course missing chris ball for a decent amount of the game they managed to somehow uh you know, keep them into the game and um i mean blake blake's really um was, i thought was really impressive here and it, it, it's yes. going to be kind of like overlooked because because of just you know the um the story of chris paul overcoming that hamstring injury and hitting the game winning shot with uh one with one second on the clock which i guess is the 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 first game seven that ever to win with a game winning shot with one second or less than the clock which is pretty amazing huh. yeah that's incredible i mean yeah and and yeah that's, that's... yeah you kind of think it would happen more, but it, uh, I guess, you know, in our research, especially with this, we're finding out, you know, we, we kind of think of game sevens as something that, but they don't really happen all that yeah. much. Like it's hard I, I, to, I mean, they, it's yeah, really hard to find a lot of dramatic them. ones, but they're yeah, with one second lead is right at that last, you know, that last game winning shot. It just, yeah, it doesn't, I mean, there, there are game winning shots with four seconds or 11 seconds or whatever, but yeah, the, just with one second left, it, it's, it's, it's funny how that's, how that has never quite happened that way. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, Duncan was great too. You know, twenty-seven and eleven. Um, I, I mean, you know, at thirty-nine years old, of course. It's just oh, it's, yeah, it's insane. Like it's yeah. just ridiculous what he can do at his age. And it's just you know, you know, anytime you think, oh, Duncan's sort of slowing down, or he's looking, and and then you know, you see games like this, and and of course, those games are few and far between sure. as, as much. Or, I mean, I shouldn't say as much, but I mean, man, he's still like that was just classic, classic, classic Duncan. And no, he's not. You know what he was, and you know, even that two thousand six series that we just talked about. Man, he's still so good and like he he really does look like he can do it for like yeah yeah like you said it's almost it was a decade ago and like he's still like he just screams to me like a guy who even like he's 56 can probably still like put 12 (laughs) probably get like 12 and 10 right like just just doesn't run down the court doesn't really care just sure i feel like he could do that like he should try that he should just never retire we'll we'll see we'll you know (laughs) like um yeah and uh you know i loved of course the um the Chris Paul three pointer at the end of the uh, third quarter, right after, um, 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 uh, 
I'm sorry, I'm blanking. Um, Doc Rivers' son. Um, yes, Austin. Austin. Austin yes, thank you. Old Austin, Austin Rivers hit the. Uh, he's easy to forget, commit, or, or you want to forget? Dumb foul on on Ginobili. Well, I mean, Ginobili just tricked him, but it was obviously very late where he managed to uh, get a, a really silly uh, shooting foul when he's like behind <laughs> half court and and got um, and got the three foul shots. Only made two, and then Chris Paul just grabs the rebound and just you know dribbles on back and just hit you know just guns a uh, you know a three point probably like a thirty foot three pointer or whatever and just you know. Banks right in at the right in the quarter. Everyone's crazy. It took what like could have been like what what could have felt like a you know uh, like a just a thing that gets you down. It just got the the team and the crowd back up and you know led to right. a, and, a great fourth quarter. And that's what I mean. Like just like a magical game is like something like that happens. And that's that's how you like you almost because I I I went and rewatched the game afterwards and just like seeing that and knowing you know kind of what's coming forward. It just seems like so like like that. That's just prophecy. Like you knew that had to be an incredible game after something like that happened, where just you get that instant karma of like like oh what a terrible play. Oh wait, never run. It led to like a great play like that. And that's just like one of the many 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 storylines and layers and stuff that you got here. But yeah, I think you mentioned a little bit, and I think it's worth mentioning again is is just that the the maturation of a Blake Griffin and just to see what he had sort of become and what you know we sort of all maybe unfairly kind of still think of of Blake Griffin. And you watch this game and it's just like man, that, that's another guy who. Just just is is evolving and is turning into a really really solid player and 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 this game especially I thought was was really a microcosm of what how yeah. how much different he is than what we sort of assume as the guy who just kind of you know you know Chris Paul throws an alley oop and he throws it I mean he's so much more than yeah that. I so mean he, he can score from like, that's not that's a part of his game but it's not his game at all anymore. yeah I mean he reminds me a little bit of like a like a more powerful Dominique Wilkins where like Dominique was yeah. more graceful and, and Blake's more of like, you know, compact and more and strong. But like, I feel like the, you know, the, the way they score is kind of is, is similar. You know, Blake's just as good of a jump shooter now, almost, almost, maybe not quite as good, but you know, he just, he can kind of score from anywhere. He's got the great dunks. Um, he's probably a better passer. Oh, he's definitely a better passer. He's probably a better defender than Dominic. I don't know if he's a better overall player, but I just like I, I feel like that. <clears throat> I kind of see the way in the way he plays. I feel like I see Dominic in in him a little bit, even though on the surface they're very different players. But um, yeah, I mean his passing is just incredible. He's he's really fun to watch. He might, he might be my favorite player yeah. to watch right now. Um, he's 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 growing on my list as well. Yeah, yeah it's just it's it's there, there's. There's just something about it, yeah, and and you're not quite sure what he's going to do on every possession because right. he has you know a few different weapons and he has just kind of wildly different things. Like he can either throw down like the best alley oop you've ever seen or just make like a crisp like 18 footer, and like it's just so weird. Like yeah. you just don't get that very often from guys. You know, it's it's great. So, so this is going to be interesting to see how this, you know, in history, in in basketball history, kind of where this is going to be remembered because it's going to depend on two things it's going to depend on how far the clippers go in the playoffs and it's also going to depend on who ends up leaving the spurs in the offseason my, my thought is it's probably unlikely that duncan and um, popovich are going to leave um, i mean if they did leave and this was their final game then this would obviously be tremendously historically important if it's just Ginobili leaving i mean that, that's certainly noteworthy but but um less so and i guess like 
you know, if the Clippers make the finals or the or the conference finals, then I think this, you know, gets more shine. If they lose to Houston in the second round, then mm-hmm. it's a little bit like, you know, it's still Chris Paul not getting out of the second round, which is, you know, unfair, which we've talked about being unfair. But, you know, that's going to be kind of sure. it's, you know, a lot of these games that we talk about, you know, they're important for, you know, obviously the games are exciting and, you know, they're important for those reasons, but they're also important because they're part of a larger story. Right, exactly. Like that, that last series that we talked about, you know, the Mavericks or whatever, if they just lose to the Suns, you know, in four games, then, you know, it's not the monkey off the back. It's like, oh, shit, yeah. well, it's still, the monkey's still kind of there. Or, or you, know, you just beat the Spurs yeah. or whatever. Or, but, you know, the, it's, it's a... or if the Mavericks are never that good again, you know, if they never right, yeah, that's it. Or if they never won a championship, it doesn't mean that much, you know. So, exactly. exactly. So, yeah, it will have to play out a little bit. I think one of the things that people are definitely going to remember is, or, or at least forget, is that this is a first-round series. Like, it's just these right. two teams, these two guys, it's going to be just so wild. And especially if playoff reform ever happens, it'll be one of those things where people are like, really? At one point, like, these guys are in the first round? It's like, yeah, it's kind of, you know, that's what happened. Like, in, in 20 years when it's so it's so weird that there's, like, these two great teams that have to play each other in the first round or whatever. It's it's and that might still happen or, or again, but I wonder if that will sort of be a thing that people will kind of go, wait a minute, whoa, really? The first round? Like, right. like yeah. there's no way. There's no way these two teams were in the first round. I know sure. it's true, but what a world we live in. It, so what a world. What a And it might be the end of Hekka, whatever. Yeah. Hekka XXXX. Yeah, Hekka so. Shack. Yeah. And uh or yeah, Hekka DeAndre, whatever it might be. It might be. And uh you might be I kinda it hope might so. be the end of divisions or the end of uh you know playoff uh uh, seating by divisions i mean that might might be the end of that too so you know yeah um but yeah i um i mean i think this i mean this is the best game i think i've seen since you know game six of the 2013 heat um spurs finals yeah oh absolutely yeah i i would um yeah i, I, I mean, can't there have been think some of great regular season games yeah and, and there, there were some good playoff games some good playoff Nothing series last year but i don't think anything no. that you know rose no. up to this so no, absolutely not. No, and and even before that, yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to get one of those iconic. And this is one that I mean, we had to you know put this onto our list immediately. And that's that's how you can tell. Yeah. It's just and it was one that when it was over, everybody was just kind of in agreement that oh my god, we just watched something really special. Like like just all across you know Twitter, and I had friends, I had everybody that was just like, well, that was that was special. So right. and the players knew it too. You can tell from the post game you know talk as well, and and uh, you know you know quotes from the guys coming out that they all knew that this was just special. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a decent chance that three of the games that we talked about the last three games that we talked about on this on here would have made our list you know um had the one been played and had the two that we examined closely because they are that great and you know and and they do have those noteworthy performances but there's so many other great ones it's it's obviously challenging to uh, make that decision so that's why we did two shows exactly and there there it is so all right um everyone do you have anything else rich Oh, that is it for me. All right. Um, everyone can, of course, check out the uh, Over and Back uh, NBA podcast at thepodiumgame.com. Uh, we're uh, part of the Hardware Paroxysm Basketball Network, which you can find on iTunes. Um, we would love a rating and review if you want to uh, give that to us. Uh, you can find us also um, at Facebook at Over and Back NBA and also Twitter at Over and Back NBA. Um, we would love uh, any feedback you want to give us. Uh, Constructive criticism is fine, too, um, but we like nice things. So, uh, And uh, that's about it. Uh, Rich, uh, great to do another show with you. Absolutely. All right, and uh, we'll be back with some more uh, Game 7 talk uh, pretty soon. This is the story of the one. 
As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.